0: It's, was it Tuesday morning? Just heading to the office to read a little bit. I had some broken sleep. Today is the king's birthday. He's nine years old. Hope he has a wonderful day today. Your grandma's going to be coming to pick you guys up later and hang out all day so I could work. Oh, it's cold. 50 degrees, and because the Grandma's room has five windows in it, and they're all just falling out of the frame, it's as if we're outdoors, almost. We did turn our big heater off. So we gotta put that back on. We, um, whenever we keep the big heater on for like a month, <coughs> We ended up paying like $600 to PG&E and I kind of don't want to do that but I also don't want to be freezing so it's a trade-off oh, it's I hope my office is warm this time last time I read I was pretty cold I was in a t-shirt and uh, yeah this time I think I'm going to brew some coffee I don't, I don't care about that the hot chocolate is really watery didn't really like it last time. I don't have court today, court tomorrow, and they haven't really posted any updated notes, so we'll see, anyways, how are you guys doing, Relearning learning more about, David today, and has struggled to stay away from Saul. I, I haven't read ahead to see what we're really going to be reading this morning. Usually, I do. Usually, uh, I've broken sleep. I'll look ahead, Come here, skim, see what see what's on the horizon. Yeah. We don't have very many chapters left in First Samuel, and I do know that Saul is going to be killed before the end of the first Sam, before first Samuel end. So we'll see how that plays out. What is that know? Oh, it's a coffee thing. It's a coffee mug. Uh, thermos or something. So I, th- I hit play, you know, I record right when, uh, I left our house to go to the office and I'm now pulling up in the office right now. That's without any traffic, it's like 5 a.m. And yeah, there's no one here, so we have some privacy. I'm always nervous when I park here, like really late at night. But I mean, it's not late at night now, it's early in the morning, but I I am a a little nervous because it's dark but it's not dark right now it's hang on hang on Usually there's mail on my desk. Um, all right, let's get this coffee going. And oh, boy, I really did a number on my office. Really cleaned it out. It was not organized for a while, and I'm glad I cleaned it out. It brings so much peace when you're organized. Let that be a lesson. Sorry about all the noise. Makes a few minutes. Just rinsing out my mug. Oh my gosh. The more organized you are, the more productive you are. And I'm not saying you gotta be productive all the time, but it. For me, it, it adds to tranquility as little as I have. I think I have. I not many meetings I have today. I, think I have a ten meeting, and let's see. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are the days that I work. Pretty much nine to ten hours. Monday's not so. I like that the kids aren't. Are not in school, like this week. I don't work Mondays, even though yesterday I had to go in. So I forgot I had a client appointment. Which, which, um, I, I had, uh, scheduled, like, months in advance, so I couldn't, like, couldn't, let me it. Ten. What do I have at two? at two three, three. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm just trying to figure out timing today. Maybe I could take a nap. Okay. yes. What's up? Where are we? I have something at two. I have a two o'clock do I have a litigation appointment? <laughs> I don't know. But I do have a two o'clock. I think of that as at three thirty. What in the world is? Oh. It's hard it's hard to really concentrate on, on this. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh. Oh, of course I double booked myself on Friday. That's just great. Wonderful. That's great. I have a case closing this Friday at nine
1: thirty.
0: <laughs> And I have people coming up at nine. Why what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Alright, let's go with the coffee. Open this up. You um, <clears throat> know. I think we ended at first Samuel twenty two. I think we finished with twenty two. Things are getting good. Things are getting pretty good. Huh. Okay, I'm this coffee. Mm. Mm, I thought I double booked myself. What is my 2 p.m. Cl- appointment for? Oh. These are the things that keep me up at night. I need to have a better system for keeping my calendar. Here we go, wonderful coffee. Keeps me warm. Traditionally, every time we have a birthday, we take kids out for ice cream at the local ice cream shop. And I don't know if we're going to do that this time because your mom is not feeling well and your kids are going to be out with your grandma. And your grandma, bless her heart, tends to keep you guys for a long time, which I'm not complaining about, just... Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> All right, First Samuel chapter twenty-three. Now they told David, "Behold, the Philistines were fighting against Keilah and robbing the threshing floor." <laughs> that was not matter with me. And robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, "Shall I go and attack these Philistines?" And the Lord said to David, "Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah." But David's men said to him, "Behold, we are afraid here in Judah." How much more, then, if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord again, and the Lord answered him, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will give the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines and brought away their livestock and struck them with a great blow. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. When Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, had fled to David to Keilah, he had come down with an ephod in his hand. Now it was told Saul that David had come to Keilah, and Saul said, God has given him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. And Saul summoned all the people to war to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. David knew that Saul was plotting harm against him, and he he said to Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod here. Then said David, O Lord, the God of Israel, your servant has surely heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city of my account. On my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord, the God of Israel, please tell your servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Keilah surrender me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will surrender you. And David and his men, who were about six hundred arose rows, departed from Keilah. And they went wherever they could to go. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Keilah... He gave up the expedition, and David remained in the strongholds in the wilderness, in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day, but God did not give him into his hand. David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life. and David was in the wilderness of Ziph and Horesh. And Jonathan, Saul's son, rose and went to David at Horesh, and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Saul, my father, also knows this, and the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. David remained at Horash, and Jonathan went home. Then the Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is not David hiding among us in the strongholds at Horash on the hill of Hekila, which is south of Jeshimon? Now come down, O king, according to all your heart's desire to come down, and our, party, and our part shall be to surrender him into the king's hand. And Saul said, May you be blessed by the Lord, for you have had compassion on me. Go, make yet more sure. Know and see the place where his foot is, and who has seen him there. For it is told me that he is very cunning. See therefore and take note of all the lurking places where he hides, and come back to me with sure information. Then I will go with you. And if he is in the land, I will search him out among all the thousands of Judah. And they arose and went to Ziph ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the Ereba to the south of Jeshimon. And Saul and his men went to seek him. And David was told, so he went down to the rock and lived in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David in the wilderness of Maon. Saul went on one side of the mountain, and David and his men on the other side of the mountain. And David was hurrying to get away from Saul. And Saul and his men were closing in on David and his men to capture them messengers came to Saul saying hurry and come for the Philistines have made a raid against the land so Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines therefore that place is called the rock of escape and David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of En Gedi interesting things going on so fascinating that Jonathan knows David will be king and has no like has no problem with it it appears I mean, if David is a, is a man after God's heart, so is Jonathan. And Jonathan even said, and I'll be right there next to you. Chapter 24. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men in front of the wild goat's rocks. And he came to the sheepfolds, by the way, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Yeah, he was going to the bathroom during this time. Now Saul and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave, and the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give you your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And afterward, David's heart struck him, because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterward, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your harm? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how. The Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave. And some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against my Lord. For he is the Lord's anointed. See my father. See the corner of your robe in my hand? For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients say, Out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? May the Lord therefore judge and give sentence between me and you, and see to it, and plead my cause, and deliver me from your hand. As soon as David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted his voice up and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. And you have declared this day how you have dealt well with me, and that you did not kill me. When the Lord put me into your hands, for if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away safe? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now behold... I know that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me, therefore, by the Lord, that you will not cut off my offspring after me, that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. And David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. Sorry, nose is running. Bloody. Chapter 25 <clears throat> Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him, and they buried him in his house at Ramah. Then David rose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in Moan, whose business was in Carmel. The man was very rich. He had three thousand sheep and a thousand goats. He was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife Abigail. The woman was discerning and beautiful, but the man was harsh and badly behaved. He was a Calebite. Hmm, I, I, um, I guess he was a descendant of Caleb. Um, hang on a second. Let me... um, David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, so David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name, unless you shall greet him. Peace be to you and peace be to your house and peace be to all that you have. I hear that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us, and we did no, we did them no harm, and they missed nothing all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have at hand to your servants and to your son David. When David's young men came, they said all this to Nabal in the name of David, and, they, and then they waited, and Nabal answered David's servants, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants these days who are breaking away from their masters. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shears Jimmy, and give it to men who come from I don't know where? So David's young men turned away and came back and told him all this, and David said to his men, Every man strap on a sword hang on take a sec. And every man of them strapped on a sword. David also strapped on a sword, and about four hundred men went up after David. While well, two hundred remained with the, with the baggage. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nebel's wife, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to greet our master, and he railed at them. Yet the men were very good to us, and we suffered no harm, and we did not miss anything when we were in the fields, as long as we went with them. They were a wall to us, but by night and by day, all the while, we were with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore, know this, and consider what you should do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his house, and he is such a worthless man that cannot speak to him uh, that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves and two skins of wine, five sheep already prepared, and five siahs of parched grain, and a hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and laid them on donkeys. And she said to her young men, Go on before me, behold I come after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. And as she rode on the donkey and came down under cover of the mountain, behold, David and his men came down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have, have I guarded all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him, and he has returned me evil for good. God do so to the enemies of David, and more also if by morning I leave so much as one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and got down from the donkey and fell before David on her face and bowed to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On on me alone, my lord, be the guilt. Please let your servant speak in your ears and hear the words of your servant. Let not my lord regard this worthless fellow Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your servant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. Now then, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, because the Lord has restrained from your blood guilt from the saving with your own hand, now then let your enemies and those who seek to do evil to my Lord be as Nabal. or Nabal. And now let this present that your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your servant, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a, a sure house, because my Lord is fighting battles of the Lord, and the evil shall not be found In you, so long as you live. If men rise up to pursue you and seek your life, the life of my lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living in the care of the Lord your God, and your lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the hollow of a sling. And when the Lord has done to my lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you prince over Israel, my lord shall have no cause or grief, uh, no cause of grief or pangs of conscience for having shed blood without cause or for my Lord taking vengeance himself, and when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your servant. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion, and blessed be you, who have kept me this day from blood guilt, and from avenging myself with my own hand. For as surely as the Lord the God of Israel lives, who has restrained me from hurting you, unless you have hurried and come to meet me, truly by morning there had been not been left to Nabal, So much as one male. Then David received from her hand and what she had brought him, and he said to her, "Go up in peace to your house. See, I have obeyed your voice and I have granted your petition." And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he was holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until the morning light. In the morning, when the wine had gone out of Nabal, which means he probably threw it up, his wife told him these things, and his heart died within him. And he became a stone. And about ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has avenged the insult I received with the hand of Nabal and has kept back his servant from wrongdoing. The Lord has returned the evil of Nabal on his own head. Then David sent and spoke to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, David has sent us to you to take you to him as his wife. Then she rose and bowed with her face to the ground and said, Behold, your handmaid is a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hurried and rose and mounted a donkey and her five young women attended her. She followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and both of them became his wives. Saul had given Michael his daughter, David's wife, to Pelti, the son of Laash, who was of Gallim. Now keep in mind that the Ten Commandments have uh, kids. (laughs) Uh, They've been around for a long time now, and David is committing adultery. It's pretty clear that he's committing adultery. See how far are we on this? 24 minutes. I wonder how long you kids are willing to listen. Let's let's see many more every one chapters. Let's read uh, I think through chapter twenty seven. Okay, chapter twenty six. Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is not David hiding himself on the hill of Hachilah? Which is, I'm sorry, I'm just not good at saying any of these names. Uh, Maybe it's like it can be an inside joke with you kids. I cannot pronounce some of these names. Anyways, is not David hiding himself on the hill of Hachilah, which is on the east of Jeshimon?" So Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph with three thousand chosen men of Israel to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul encamped on the hill of Hachelah, which is beside the road on the east of Jeshimon. But David remained in the wilderness. When he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness, David sent out spies and learned that Saul had come. Then David rose and came to the place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay with Abner the son of Ner, the commander of his army. Saul was lying within the cabin while the army was encamped around him. Then David said to Ahimelech, the Hittite, and to Joab's daughter, or excuse me, brother, Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, Who will go down with me into the camp of Saul? And Abishai said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there lay Saul sleeping within the encampment, with his spear stuck to the ground at his head, and Abner and the army lay around him. Then said Abishai to David, God has given your enemy into your hand this day. Now please let me pin him to the earth with one stroke of the spear, and I will not strike him twice. But just so you kids know, Abishai was a mighty warrior. He's one of David's mighty men. We'll learn about him in 2 Samuel. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can put out his hand against the Lord's anointing and be guiltless? And David said, As the Lord lives, the Lord will strike him, for his day will come to die, or he will go down into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against the Lord's anointed, but take now the spear that is at his head and the jar of water and let us go. So David took the spear and the jar of water from Saul's head, and they went away. No man saw it or knew it, nor did any awake, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side and stood far off on the top of the hill with a great space between them. And David called to the army and to Abner, the son of Ner, saying, Will you not answer, Abner? Then Abner answered, Who are you who calls to the king? Um, uh, And David said to Abner, Are you not a man who is like you in Israel? Who is like you in Israel? Why then have you not kept watch over your lord the king? For one of the people came in to destroy the king, your lord. This thing that you have done is not good. As the Lord lives, you deserve to die, because you have not kept watch over your Lord, the Lord's anointed. And now see where the king's spear is and the jar of water that was at his head. Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is this your voice, my son, David? And David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. And he said, Why does my lord pursue after his servant? For what have I done? What evil is on my hands? Therefore, let my lord, the king, hear the words of his servant. If it is the Lord who has stirred you up against me, may he accept accept an offering, but if it is men, may they be cursed before the Lord. For they have driven me out this day, that I should have no share in the heritage of the Lord, saying, Go, serve other gods. Now therefore, let my blood fall to the earth away from the presence of the Lord. For the king of Israel has come out to seek a single flea-like one who hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm, because my life was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, I have acted foolishly and have made a great mistake. And David answered and said, Here is the spear, O king. Let one of the young men come over and take it. The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hand today, and I would not put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Behold, as your life was precious this day in my sight, so may my life be precious in the sight of the Lord, and may he deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be you, my son David. You will do many things and will succeed in them. So David went his way, and Saul returned to his place. I think we're going to stop there. I think. What we'll do we do? 23 through 27. We're good. A lot of stuff going on. Basically, Saul keeps trying to kill David. The Lord keeps delivering Saul into David's hand. And David's refusing to kill the Lord's anointed. I think these are the things that God... These One of the reasons God blesses David so enormously is because David is so faithful both to God and and, uh, so respectful to to the king who's hunting him. So really, when you think about the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, if someone slaps you on one cheek, let him slap the other. That's not a new, it doesn't seem to be a new rule if you really follow church history and the history of Israel. Uh, David let Saul slap him multiple times, let him try and kill him multiple times, and he refused revenge. So, I think Jesus, when he came back, he wasn't... people. There's a lot of arguments that, Je- that Jesus was contradicting the Old Testament law, but he really was fulfilling it. And... David was a shining example of that in certain times. Not all the time. Um, but David was a shining example. This is why God blessed him, I think. He was always a man after God's heart. You know. Anyways, we're going to finish 1 Samuel this week. And then uh, maybe not, probably not today. I'm going to go back home soon and maybe get in bed or, I don't know. We'll see. You kids were up pretty late last night messing around and we kind of let it happen because you kids don't have school today and might as well let you kids have fun. I think last night all of you barricaded yourselves into the namesake's bed because he's at the bottom bunk and there's a lot of room. There's a lot of room down there so you guys put a bunch of pillows and we're just hanging out and occasionally you would hear the Entrepreneur, tell everyone she's being too loud. I I can't I can't read. You guys are just so loud. You're just really cute. So, anyways, I love you all, and I hope you're blessed. I hope this. I hope these readings bless you, and I hope my voice blesses you. If you can, give your mom a call today. Tell her you love her. Just randomly. You don't have to call me. I know how you feel. But I just like the idea of you kids calling your mom. telling her how much you appreciate her. Mm. Go to church. If you're not going to church, find one. Find a good Christian church. That follows the Bible. That believes Jesus Christ is King and Savior. If you're not going to church, you need to start. And you should have a group of a couple people, three or four at the most, who are Christians that will motivate you to both go to church and be better Christians. As iron sharpens iron. Um, And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king.
1: Love you. To never wait on the governments to move